0: Have you guys ever do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima. Uh-oh. Zima's. Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join yes. us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, following. the following
2: journey into
0: comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into
2: comics. Network Network Network. Network 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 Production. Production.
0: Tutorinos and welcome back to the OGs brought to you sort of live to the power of the Journey to the Comics Network. I remembered the tagline this week. I am one of your OGs Brando. Joining me here today is one of the other OGs, Nate. What's up, my friend? Dude, I can't believe it. We've made it all the way to episode eight. Man, I can't, it just seems like it just seems like just uh, all those months ago when we started with episode one and we're finally here. Um, uh, I just, I, I just feel the sudden urge to get nostalgic again, and I, um, hmm. That's our fucking mo, brother. It's, it's hard not <laughs> to. I, I do believe there was a, there, there was an era like episode one fifty uh, to like two hundred, like almost two hundred whatever it was. That's all we did. We're like, man, I can't believe we made it to episode one eighty four. Like, I don't know, I, I don't know how we did it, man. I, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not sure how we did this either. We have made it to episode eight of the OGs. Now, if you've been following along here on the show every other week on the Journey of the Comics Network, you cheap pop. will know that yeah, cheap pop, cheap plug for the win. You're, you'll know that this is the last episode for us for the year. And what does that mean? Exactly what I just fucking said. It's the last <laughs> episode you, for the there's fucking nothing year. Special to it. We're going on break. You're having a kid. <laughs> I'm having a kid. He we're we're having the kid tomorrow. We had to bump up the recording of this episode up about a week or so. Uh just so that we we can get this done. Cause we were gonna be like, oh dude, we got a little bit of time. No, we ain't got no time. That kid's coming out tomorrow being evicted from the premises <laughs> and uh <laughs> You're getting kicked out, bitch. Yeah, it, it's funny because like I said some, today it's like um I'm I'm gonna feel like 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 I'm like something about like uh, like so what are you doing this weekend? I'm like uh I'm going to be looking for my new kid. And then like, looking for your new kid. I'm like, yeah, he's in there somewhere. <laughs> like, and then I just remember like uh, City Slickers 2 when they go in the gold mine and they have like <laughs> little miner hats and they're walking <laughs> along and John Lovett starts singing The Godfather. Like, dee, 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 And like, so Billy Crystal and then, uh, oh crap, uh, Daniel Stern is the other guy they're all in the different parts of the of this mine cave uh mine cave yeah that thing uh and they're like walking along and you hear like the uh billy crystal reply back <laughs> dee, dee 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 and of course it's echoing and then you hear like the other one go dee 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 and then they're all three doing it, uh, like, operatic. That's going to be me tomorrow when I'm at the mining helmet looking in there singing I'm in the Godfather theme. Come out here right now. Come on, kid. I'll make an offer. You can't hold Anyway, guys. <laughs> on the task today is an episode that me and Nate have talked about doing probably since Metal Cast 3. Uh, Metal Cast 3. Yeah, I want to say it was Metal Cast 3. Or maybe it was Metal Cast 2, because Nate was a part of that one. Uh, of course, with our legendary producer Bob Sock in the room to help keep the tensions cool for everybody. Because things started getting a little heated in the middle of that episode. We had to kick the AC back on, and then we never turned it off. Hell yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Cooking my balls off. Oh, dude. Those, those were the days, man. Those were the days.
2: We're reminiscing again, goddammit.
0: There <laughs> we are. Anyway, this is the Metallica cast, or Metallicast, if you will. We are going to be. We, we both, me and Nate, have a unique love for Metallica. It is something that binds us. There, it, it, there there's a lot of things that bind Nate's and mine's friendship, but our love from our mutual love for Metallica is one of them. And uh, if we're going to be riffing about anything, we can sit here and we can riff all day about movies we like, pro wrestling, about Dragon Ball Z, about um, about Batman. We could talk about. We could talk about uh, Beast Wars Transformers trading Transformers no, we... when we were kids. I was just yeah. gonna say it. God damn, you got me. You know, and uh, but if there's one thing that we could talk about that's really gonna just be the one of the easiest things that we could possibly fill up an hour and an hour and a half with is it. It's definitely our love for Metallica. Man, it's really strange
2: because my love of Metallica started as like a hate for Metallica with a mild curiosity. Because I think the first time, it's <laughs> real, that's the realest shit I can tell you. Because I, the first time I really remember hearing about Metallica, that it resonated with me as like a, a kid that can remember my memories, if that makes any sense, was about the time that the whole controversy with Napster happened. And I was very against Metallica. I was like, who the fuck do these guys think they are? They already have all this money. Like, what are they doing? They're rich. Why do they care? And they were on the fucking forefront of taking care of, like artists' rights in the streaming industry, really, if you look at it now, you know. But I remember they also released, because of this whole controversy, I Disappear. And I love that song. Still this day, one of my all-time favorite Metallica songs. So that was like my early, like, dip a pinky toe in. But it was shortly before I met you and Jason that uh, Mason introduced me to the Black Album, and I never, I never recovered.
0: You know, it's actually really ironic that both of us Actually started our love for Metallica with the same album, the Black Album. But that wasn't the first time I actually heard Metallica. The first time that I ever heard Metallica, uh, it there the like there's two instances before I actually like that I heard them before I actually listened to them or you know loved them or whatever. And sure, the first one that I can remember is the video game Hot Wheels Stunt Racing or something like that. It's for the PS One. I actually went out and found it and bought it for the collection. Because one, it's a pretty cool racer, but two, that's where it starts. That's the the my first exposure for when I because uh, if I don't know if you remember this, Nate, but you could actually put some PS one games in a CD player and it will play the audio tracks. Actually, I didn't. Uh, know that. Not that's every awesome. game will do it, uh, but that game would, and it was the it was Fuel, but it wasn't. But it wasn't fuel, it was fuel for the fire. Ah, which was the demo before mm-hmm. Reload Of course, uh, NASCAR ended up getting that for uh, for a long time. They used that, right? And, uh, well, all right. So I, I really liked it and dug it, but I never went and like looked into the band itself. I was like, okay, yeah, that's Metallica, whatever. I remember B was a Head, you know, Metallica on his shirt, whatever. But the other one was another sort of... Surprising instance. And that is... Pro Wrestling. And that was Sting. He started using the Live from Woodstock. I think it's like 94 or something like that. Version of Seek and Destroy. And I had got the... And I believe this was like 99. Uh, I had got the Mayhem CD. Which had that on it. And I freaking loved it. It was awesome. But also... I can almost tell you the exact date that I bought, got my first Metallica CD. And I wish I would have prepped this. Yes. Really? Okay. So. Because I think I can tell you as well, the
2: like the first, well, to think about it actually is difficult. I can't remember what I bought first, but I feel like my
0: first album was St. Anger. Okay, so I was watching ECW on TNN. Awesome. And the Sandman <laughs> returns to ECW. And uh, the hard thing about watching ECW on TNN is that they never ever promoted it. So you had to know when it was on, and I would always miss it. Well, I actually caught it. It was a Friday because they aired on Friday nights. And I caught it and the whole crowd is singing the song. And I had heard that song before on the radio, somewhere. I had been exposed to it. Did never sure. knew what it was, never knew the title, never knew anything. I'm like, holy crap. And then Joy Styles like and, and, you know, and the you know, being you know, and the Metallica anthem, inner sandman, you know, marches into the ring or whatever. And I'm like, It was Metallica. Metallica Wow, okay. So, the very next day, so this was October 23rd is when that aired. October 24th, we went to Danville. And I was in Walmart. And I asked Mom if I could buy a CD. And she didn't want me to get one. Because... But you begged and pleaded. pleaded. (laughs) Come (laughs) on. Fine. Whatever. One. You can get one CD. And... I am now in the uh, music... I'm in the CD section of Walmart, which has gotten a lot smaller over the years, <laughs> which is almost not. I know, but like, even our local Frankfurt <clears throat> Walmart now has, has like a, a dinky little vinyl section, which I think is actually kind of cool. Um, That's awesome. But I'm looking at all these Metallica CDs. I find them and I'm just looking at, you know, Master of Puppets. Look in the back. Toss. Justice for All. Look at the back. Toss. <laughs> you know, uh, these classic Metallica records that I'm just tossing through the wayside because they don't have this, the like the Sandman song that I'd heard. And at that point, I didn't even know it. it was called Enter Sandman. I'm like, Sandman, Sandman, Sandman. I found it. It's the black album. This this all black album. And I get it. And I get into the car and of course that's back in the day. And of course it's 1999. I had my personal CD player and got in the car Put it in, hit play, and had my solo headphone experience with hearing Inner Sandman for the first time. Now, yeah. And you were blown And I'm just like, this away. is amazing. And I hit, as soon as it was over, I hit back and listened to it again. And as soon as it was over, I hit back and I listened to it again. And then uh, my mom gets my attention. I hit pause. She said that we're going to stop at your aunt, aunt and uncle's for... A bit. We're gonna talk. I, I and I and honestly, I don't even know what why why we stopped there. We never really ever stopped there. I don't know if if they were like you know, finalizing Thanksgiving plans. I, I I don't know. But they asked me if I wanted to go in. I said no. I'm gonna stay in the car. <laughs> and <laughs> and I listened to it again, and I'm just like, the rest of the album cannot be this good. <laughs> And I let it go. I didn't hit back. And I let it go to track number two. That's sad but true. And it went... That that first... Wham, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what is going on? Holy crap. And then it's like... I I, I fully remember going, oh my God. And then... Da, 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 down, oh my da, down, God. Down. And as soon as that that kind of jugged in. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? And I, and I listened to, I must've got almost all the way through the album by the time I got home. And then I put it in my CD player and I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I got another story about the CD player later, but I put it in the CD player and uh, I'm listening to it. I'm like, my God, everybody needs to know about this now. (laughs) I'm like, Immediately. And I, I remember like <laughs> our buddy Preston came over. And he, like, cause you know, back in the day, like he like, he called and was like, Hey man, you like, you mind if I come over and hang out? And like, come over right now. <laughs> you need to hear something. You, and then he, you needed to be here yeah, 15 minutes and I'm ago. Like, I what just the got the CD. You need to listen to it. And we, and me and him listened to it together. And he's like, this is really awesome. Who'd you say that, that this is? I'm like, this is Metallica. And he goes, he goes, they, I, I really like this. And I I exposed Preston to it I exposed Jason to it um, And that's where it really started I mean uh, you had your own path And you found them not because of me But our band would not Have existed had I not watched That episode of ECW Went out and got That album And buried it into Jason It wasn't the song that hooked Jason Like nothing on there hooked him yet that like that is still to come but like it starts there because i would not have hooked him if i not found this
2: yeah man it's really strange to think about my path to and and my first exposure to the black album because i remember mason lent me the album you need to hear this man check it out okay and we would go to football games and um Riding on the bus, man, I would just had my Walkman and I would just get lost in it. And I remember, you know, it wasn't even like I loved obviously Sandman and Sad But True are like the bomb, but the song that hooked me was um Don't Tread on was Me it? actually. And it was it wasn't here's the weird thing, it wasn't because of anything Metallica did other than steal some shit from West Side Story. <laughs> Because as soon as it happened, I went, that's West Side Story. That's so cool. Like, how weird, but Americana. And I, and I kind of, like, really appreciated that. And I, same to you, like, listened to that album over and over and over again. And then realized there was a whole world of Metallica to open up to. And it, it was really around that time, I think, that you and I's friendship really, really evolved. And we were really talking music. And, and the band's early days are kind of, like, starting to, to fire under the under the mm-hmm. flame, as it were. Um, but I remember I remember the night that changed my life in music with Metallica, and we just reminisced on this recently because of what we did and why we're even doing this podcast but um, it was a December night. it was cold as hell, there was snow on the ground. we were staying the night at Jason's house. I was not drinking wine and having food <laughs> problems, you know. I, I do remember, though, we were in Jason's room, and there was an old bottle of Mountain Dew that had turned, like, black. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. I don't, but I am not surprised. Because, <laughs> cause, you know, that was when his, it was his old room when it was upstairs, you know, before, because he had the upstairs space for a time where, like, the TV was and the Xbox and shit. And that might have been Amber's room, or had been Amber's room, and he took it, or some, no, something. To that I remember, effect. I remember when then, his
0: dad got that room ready for him. Amber's room is right next door. Because before that, he his bedroom was like a walkway, uh, it, you, like you had to pass through there to get to the garage, and, and yeah, that was his exactly. original room when we were kids. And then he ended, ended up moving upstairs. Uh, but I, I so, sorry, I had it but backwards. like I, I totally remember this. This this was the that the first night because Mason wasn't there. The first night that, that you and me and, and hung out at Jason's and spent the night. And then, you know, I about had, you know, the branding happening to me. Uh, uh, this, this was like the second time. And it was like, yeah, it, like it was for his birthday or something like that. It was like, because I, I, son of a bitch. All right. So I remember this uh, because we had, me and my family, we had gone uh, to, to to uh, to the mall. And I had bought the DVD. One of my Christmas presents was the DVD of S and M. Yes, so uh, The other gift that I had talked mom into was a GameCube, uh, which was now ninety nine dollars. And we had gone to Sam Goody. I got S and got the GameCube. We and I didn't care about any game. I said I don't care about games yet because the game's coming out. The game I want's coming out in March. But this lets me get it, you know. You you guys got extra money for Christmas. I, I want this to be my Christmas present, you know, because um, I think it was like Metal Gear, uh, Twin Snakes, or something was coming out, and I wanted to play it. So we we, we walked down to like GameStop or a Electronic Boutique, as it was back then, and yeah, EB, EB games, games, yeah. So they had Game Cubes. That came with the Zelda disc that had the original Zelda, Zelda 2, and the 264 games, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So it was the same price. And so, so like, well, hell, you know, this one actually comes with a game, right? It's not new games, but it's something to play. You can try it out, you know? So we bought that. So for a time, I had two GameCubes because then we turned right around and took the other GameCube back to Sam Goody. <laughs> <laughs> that they were said they, they like they were flabbergasted they were like uh well uh, uh, okay <laughs> I'm like yeah that's right but i remember getting home and waiting and i remember playing that uh ocarina of time until it was time to go to jason's and then we went there and we put that was the first time that we had actually watched because we listened to snm but never watched snm
2: Dude, it was a honestly surreal experience. I to this day remember hearing for whom the bell tolls during S and M. And that's what like beyond anything else lost me in this band. I was just overcome with like, wow, I loved that song, but I didn't realize how much I loved it until the instrumentation of of the orchestra was behind it, and then, and then, of course, the bonus perk of like you're listening, and and you know, th- there's a moment, and you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the Jason laugh, and I think it's after minus human, but he like lets out this like, Puh! it almost sounds you know, like, like weird sneezes. ass goofy ass sounds laugh. Like he
0: sneezes like Dude. yes, it,
2: exactly. And it was interesting to just see that, like, because we always wondered what it was on the CD. But then you see it, and you're like, oh, he's laughing. Cool. Um, but I think, man, shortly thereafter, I went on a tear, and I think that year, most of my Christmas money was dedicated to getting the Metallica discography. So uh, let's
0: rewind back to 1999, because uh, sure. that year that we watched Symphony, or uh, the S&M, that was 2003. And so St. Anger was out. Uh, we, I remember... Uh, we watched Metallica Icon at your house. Like, I had a tape of it. And we watched it. We watched all those...
2: That's where Sum 41 mm-hmm. covered...
0: They did the medley. Yeah, Sum 41... Yeah, Sum 41 co- and they did yeah. the medley of sorts of... It was From the Bell Sandman, and Master Puppets. And then... Um...
2: Which they actually did yeah. recently in a jam yeah. or something, which you can watch. It was pretty cool. And then I don't you know had corn.
0: They did one. You had Aaron Lewis cover "Nothing Else Matters." Limb Biscuit doing "Sanitarium," which was interesting and actually kind of freaking cool. Um, yes. Uh, Avril Lavigne doing "Fuel." Strange, but
2: okay. Strange but okay Snoop, I Guess Snoop Dogg doing
0: "Sad but True." <laughs>
2: um not american badass yeah oh dude i got a
0: story about that too but anyway uh 1999 uh black (laughs) album i have i am like wearing this cd out already and for christmas i told mom and dad that i wanted uh some metallica cds and i i I had to go and figure, figure them out you know i'm like what ones do i want you know because uh, I really had no idea. I remember I like tried to hit up my friends. Like, do you have any Metallica CDs? No. Have any Metallica CDs? No. Uh, one friend of mine uh, had Reload. So I was able to bum Reload and listen to Fuel. The real Fuel. And then, of course, Memory Remains. And, you know, I'm like, this is Unforgiven 2? Oh, my gosh. You know. So, like Reload, I'm pretty sure was my first, was like my second listen, but it wasn't my CD. I had borrowed it. And, but my second official CD, because I got two CDs, or I got three CDs that Christmas. And they were all in one pack. And the, the one on top was Kill Em All. So I Fuck went from yes. Black Album, Borrow and Reload, to Kill Em All. And That's then uh, the next one was. um. was the cd for symphony i just realized that i could not have gotten that third one then because i don't think the movie came out then uh because i think it was 2001 yeah no, no. which oh yeah no, i that disappear one was 2000
2: yes it was 2000
0: yes and yeah, so no it wasn't uh it it it, it, it wasn't that because i got that the next year
2: Hold, hold, well, I was going to say hold on, because it might have been. <clears throat> if that movie came out early 2000, the soundtrack might have been out before it. I just don't know what the timeline is. Let me look up when uh, the Mission Impossible... Uh, wow, literally I type Mission Impossible Metallica is the first thing that pops up. And let's see. It came out May of 2000, so yeah, you are correct. It would have had to have been that Yeah, year. no,
0: uh, but I, yeah. So you have, um, uh, S and kill them all. And then I ended up getting, uh, the mission Impossible soundtrack for the next year's, um, uh, Christmas. Um, because I also got throughout the, throughout the 2000 year, I got load and then I got master of puppets in that order. Like I, like, I jumped all over the damn place. Uh, William, my buddy, William hooked me up with a copy that he had borrowed slash stole, from uh from like his cousin slash friend uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm not sure, but all all I remember is that it was a justice for all, and it had the lyric sheet, and they had somebody had taken a pen and crossed out the cuss words um, I know <laughs> there's not that many on there, you know uh but yeah, uh, I think out of them all. The Garage Inc was the last one I that I had acquired before Saint Anger came out because I remember me and Jason blasted that album. He loved that. Oh, okay. So, so I so I got SNM for Christmas, and then Jason had like a sleepover uh, bash, so to speak. It was it was me. It was William. It was Bundy. It was Preston. It was. Maybe some other kid. I don't think it was you. <laughs> might have been Hallie. No, Hallie wasn't around yet, just yet. He came maybe a, a little later. There, uh, It might have been some other kid that I really wasn't really friends with. Um, sure. But I, there were two games that we played. See, now I'm like double checking myself because now I'm like questioning my timeline <laughs> about all this. Sometimes the misremembrance
2: happens. You don't even mean to. <clears throat> Things bleed together, yeah. man. You know? There are moments in our lives that are really significant, and others are not so much. So if you don't really fully remember
0: the details, it All just right. happens. So I have to admit, fault. it wasn't 99. It wasn't 99. Because I was right. I di- yeah, it would have been it, 2000. It, it, it was Christmas of 2000, because I was right. I did get the Mission Impossible to Do soundtrack at the same time. I knew I was right about that. Because this event happened. And, and, and I'm glad that I'm remembering it correctly. And now granted, the year doesn't really matter. Not so much. What does matter are the events. And that's what, help, that's what helps me place this. Because So I got the s CD. And we sure. were listening to music. And taking <clears throat> turns. Trying to survive the cops in Driver 2. Because <laughs> I remember we had a Smackdown 2 tournament. Which awesome. I pretty sure I won. Of uh, if course. I did, okay. I don't remember winning as much as I do remember William getting so pissed <laughs> that every time he would hit <laughs> his finisher, my dude would just roll right up <laughs> and just like nothing. He'd no sell so every finisher. He'd like he, he was at one point going, he'd yelling, "Like stay the fuck down." <laughs> That's awesome. But so we played Driver, we, you know, because Bundy wasn't really into the wrestling game. Uh, he played, you know, he, sure. yeah, he played a match. He didn't really care. Um, but we, but well, we took tur- turns on Driver and, you know, we, we were listening to music and I told Jason, I said, you need to check this shit out. It's Metallica with a symphony and he didn't care. He's like, whatever, I don't care. But I put on a certain song And it was Battery.
2: I knew you were going to say fucking Battery, dude. Absolutely. And he fell in love
0: with Metallica that night. So that's how that started. And that's how we became a band. That's how you and me became friends. And that's why we're doing this podcast. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's the recap. Now that we're, uh, you know, hey man, it's been a good podcast, man. uh... But now that we've got our start. Now that we've you know established with the the who's the wheres and the whats, um, you, you Metallica played a, a sequential part in getting me to want to play music. Uh, because of that, I got my guitar probably in two thousand two. Is it, the yeah, first the act? Whole first yeah, the first act. It, it, I got it for Christmas. It was one of my only only Christmas gifts that year uh would I was going to say it would have had to have been the year before mm-hmm. we started doing it music was. together so it has to yep, be no nope, I did not have it for that long uh because uh I the original like and the, we're bleeding a little bit into the band stories but like me and uh Jason were he had an acoustic guitar and I had the first act and and he would bring the, he'd bring the acoustic guitar over and we would play we'd learn Metallica parts and a bunch of different parts and he had some stuff. Oh, I wrote this thing, and they're like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool." I I, I wrote this thing, and cool. Uh, we had a yeah, that William friend. You know, uh, he, he he's one of my oldest friends, uh, and he was supposed to be our drummer at some point. Never happened, unfortunately. But yeah, no, it it. My love for time, because I, I, I had other bands that I liked. You know, I liked Disturbed. I liked Linkin Park. You know, I liked. You know, I remember. A guy, I was really into uh, you know Link, Limp Biscuit and uh, Kid Rock there in the late '90s as well. Kind of like that mix of hip hop and rap, along with uh, Linkin Park and to a, a, and not a real big extent, but when you look at Disturbed and how he would flow, sometimes he kind of had a kind of a rap flow to him, but. Uh, no Metallica it was it it was the it was the rock star persona because the other guys they were bands like Metallica were rock stars absolutely Um, I think that
2: the DVDs of Metallica's history played a humongous role in our what we wanted to be as a band you know, we had never experienced concerts like that, and Jesus, could you imagine us as kids having witnessed that era of Metallica live? It would have like, like our heads would have fucking exploded off of oh, our man. bodies, you know. But just to see, like, to watch cunning stunts, yeah. you know, not, not, and that's not, not only a, a
0: show, but it's also a production, right? But I, I want the I want the audience to know it's 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 cunning stunts, not stunning cunts
2: even though that's on the back of the DVD or on the inside somewhere. I can't remember, but it's definitely in there somewhere. But like that was, again, like I said, it was a mixture of a production and a concert and I had seen kiss. So that's a production Mm -hmm. and a concert, obviously. So seeing Metallica go to that level, I was like, shit, they really, they bring the thunder and there's something about how James commands the stage and, He can just get the crowd to do every fucking thing that he wants. And there's this passion of Jason Newstead on the bass chanting, die, 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 motherfucker, die. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. Like, if you've never seen stunning, (laughs) I almost did it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you said it, it's in my head now. And I almost spoonerismed it right out of the fucking gate. Cunning stunts. If you get a chance and you haven't yet seen Cunning Stunts, please watch Cunning Stunts. That... (laughs) One more time for the crowd. Cunning Stunts. Uh, Um, So that... Yeah, but it just... It has, like, a masterful track list. That's in an era where it was, like, right after Mm -hmm. Load had come out. It's the time right before Reload had come out. So you get... Fuel for the fire instead of it being fuel, and it's kind of you can tell it's a demo version. Um, and I'll never forget that's a sound that I will never ever forget is uh Kirk using that slide before mm-hmm. fuel the first time you hear it, and he just says the, the like the dead man's uh walk down or whatever I don't know what the fuck it's called, but gets me every time.
0: So I got a story to tell, please. It's please, about that damn CD player. Oh yeah. Wow. So that CD player my dad got it for me. It's like a boombox. Or they got it for me one year. Oh, I remember when I got it. I got it uh the year it might have been 99, but uh this this the this, this, this same year that All-Star was a hit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cuz oh, was yeah. the CD I
0: got with it. And uh he must have bought it second hand from somebody, but it worked most of the time. And uh the other parts, it would skip. Not skip as in, no, it would just, like, it wouldn't read. And you would just hear it going, like, hear it trying to read. And it would say error. It didn't or even say error. It would just keep spinning and just keep trying. So you would have to smack it. And then it would, and then it would it would get back on. <laughs> you had to Fonzie or CD I did. player. So, uh, we were listening to SM disk 2, or probably a different one at that point, because S&M disk 2 was on the top, and we were playing something, and I, I I got a little wild, and I got mad, and I smacked it with my hat, which had a metal uh, snap on the back, and I, okay. and I, okay. I cracked the damn CD. Oh, shit.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. So you still have that CD crack uh, to this day?
0: It's somewhere. I thought I thought it was or, in the book, but it is not because I. Or did you replace I, it? I replaced it, not with a full copy. It's a burnt copy. Um, I probably bummed it from Jason huh. and just said, "Hey, give me that disc two S I need it back." <laughs> I fucked up. I do have my Mi two in here though, and uh, I have that's um, awesome. The case is in the closet. I don't know if I'm still on the live mic for or, or a video for you, Nate. But I, I can have see this. this. Uh, oh, the Some Kind of Monster Presidio this recording is the, demo? This is the single. So what you get on this, you get the album cut of Some Kind of Monster, which is 8 minutes and 25 seconds. <laughs> and then you have a bunch of live tracks you have four horsemen damage incorporated leopard messiah motor breath Ride the lightning and hit the lights uh, and then the very last track on here is the bob rock edit of some kind of monster and it is four minutes and 16 seconds Damn, he chopped it to shit. It's it's a lot smoother. It's a lot smoother. I'll I'll definitely give it that. One of my other uh, things is the Beyond Magnetic CD.
2: Fuck yeah, I've got that Uh, as well, my friend.
0: I actually found that on vinyl locally in Lafayette. I want to buy it. Yeah. Wow. I'm seeing if I have anything else in here that is Metallica that's not with a Metallica section. Sometimes I don't really keep good track of my CDs anymore because I'm not a big CD buyer anymore.
2: So let me ask this question Hmm. to you Would you say, studio albums plus major live albums included, that you have the majority of Metallica's discography? Okay,
0: so there's only one album that I do not actually own.
2: Live shit, Benjamin Purge.
0: I had it, but I don't. Oh no, I have it burnt. So, so, so so there's two. Uh, As far as studio albums, there's one album I don't know, and that is Reload because I still have my original burnt copy of Reload.
2: That's amazing. I remember playing that in your car, bro. That's a CD we've traveled
0: far so, with. Uh, well, I do need to actually just, I mean, it's only like five bucks now uh, at like Walmart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't ever think about it because now when I'm in the car, I'm always listening to Spotify, unfortunately, uh, because we have it and she won't do without it. So it's like, well, if we have it and I'm driving and she's not listening to it, there's. Uh, instead of instead of hauling all my CDs around and figuring out what I want to listen to, I can I have a playlist with every single Metallica album on it, and I just hit shuffle. Uh, that's kind of what I do yeah. now. But there is, it was, I have mix CDs, and I, I I I'm back when it was cool to do this to make mix CDs. You have kickass, I have kickass CD, Kick-Ass mix volume two. And then I just have volume three, volume four, volume five, and then I just wrote six, seven, eight, nine. And then there's ten. And then there's Oh no, wait, there's nine two. <laughs> Apparently I did a second nine. There's a second disc to that one. There's ten. There's ten two. After I did ten, I actually did a best of of my of my of my mixes, and that is just called X, then I have
2: that's awesome. 11,
0: 12, <clears throat> and then I know I did, a th- yeah, 13. 13 was the last one of that. And then now that's what I call Brandon volume 13. Yeah, that's kind of what it was, but uh, there on one of these, dude, on one of these, there is a uh, I don't know which one it is. But there is a, a, some, some acoustic stuff because they had launched... A, a, around the time they did St. Anger, they launched a, a website where you could download free Metallica songs that they were live. They were like bootlegs. They were live bootlegs. And uh, they, did it, they did like a, the, an acoustic version of the Four Horsemen. You, do you remember this?
2: I absolutely remember that version. Because Jason fell in love with it.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. It was a great fucking And version. He wanted to cover it and I believe we attempted it.
2: Because it was like jang jang Better
0: raise your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember. Holy crap, I didn't Okay, so like back in two thousand eight, this old dude at work is like we you know you know, like we're talking bands. And he goes, he goes. have you ever heard early Def Leppard? I'm like, well, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, you know, pyro, like Pyromania. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm talking on through the night. I'm like, never heard of it. So that literally, like, I saw him the next day. And he goes, here. And he gave me a, I'm like, you, you burnt me off. Like, he goes, yeah, man, check it out. I'm like, dude, you didn't have to do that. Sounds completely different than... Their arena rock shit, but anyway, <laughs> totally. I know that they, they were like a hard rock band. Well, I the mean, first you album. you definitely hear. Oh, hey, there's another mix thing that I have. Um, it was called Stuff, and then I have Stuff Volume Two, Thanks and I have Stuff Volume Three.
2: But anyway, I wish it was right next to
0: Things Volume One. Volume One. Anyway, and uh, so then I have my vinyl. I don't own all the Metallica on vinyl. But I'm actually going to pull it out. Not like that. Oh, I love this because I get to see
2: all the cool shit. It's uh, it's, it's pretty sweet, you know. Uh, as far as Metallica stuff, I actually only own all the CDs. Uh, including pretty much all the live CDs they've released through the Never and um, Beyond Magnetic, as Brando said. I have the live shit 3-disc uh dvd version uh which
0: i fucking absolutely adore dude this uh, thing's heavy i think oh yeah you got a lot God of shit damn. In it now bro i mean it's but it's like mostly iced earth but still you are calico. all right so i'm still good on screen
2: yeah man you all look right. great just for the people that can't see you brandon is stellar
0: yeah, thank you now like we should think about someday doing some some video podcasts.
2: Yeah, I'm into that. Anyway, uh <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Puppets. You won that one from Strange. No, I won the I
0: won the reissue CD from Strange. So I've got I've got the, oh, that's right. I've got the original one that I have over here, and then over there I've got uh just I've never even I, I think I listened to it when I got it. I I like threw it in just to listen to it on the way home. And that's the only time I've ever listened to it. Hell but yeah. no, I, I, I got the vinyl. This is the reissue vinyl uh, that they did uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and of course, you can always tell. I mean, there's a bunch of issues of it, but this is through the Blackened re- 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 recording label. Uh, what does it come with? It comes with the lyric sheet. You got all the insert album like photos and all that crap, but ah, I'm hitting the mic. I almost knocked up. Uh, That's gonna sound fun in editing. That's louder than what I thought. Anyway, I'll definitely take care of that one. You, you, you actually—none <laughs> no, like, of you people are, are ever gonna hear that. It's gonna be like, man, why is that so quiet? And we're like, man, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> the power of editing. <laughs> uh. So then I got this one kill them all sounds so witch. yeah there you go (laughs) that's bringing it back again this is the reissue uh uh bang that head that doesn't bang R. birch 83 uh i don't really care if i own original pressing or not uh because i just want to have a copy of it and if the reissues are the easier to get and cheaper then i mean i'm a cheap ass collector so that's kind of what i want to do Oh, oh! The weekly Wyatt wrap-up is here. What is this? I'm showing Nate my music stuff. You are you wear dinosaurs?
1: Yeah, and what's that?
0: That is a reflector. Uh, hop up here. Oh yeah. Don't touch that microphone.
1: I, I do not have oh, the,
0: You cannot touch that microphone.
1: Where is the net?
0: Where is the net? Oh, the little, uh, the the little screen. I don't really need it.
1: Is it it chain? It, and its a little cold outside.
0: Yeah, it little—it's a little chilly. Was it raining?
1: It was raining outside.
0: Yeah, did you get wet?
1: I get—I really get wet.
2: Yeah. That's why that's, a, it that's frustrating, happens. isn't it? Yep.
1: Yeah, and what's that on there?
2: Oh, that was a CD. It, it, I just got it off of here. Ollie was riding his bicycle in the
0: rain today. Really?
1: Yeah, he was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're silly. Are you gonna are, are you gonna get a baby brother tomorrow? Yeah. Are you excited?
1: Yeah.
0: Are you stoked?
1: I am stoked. <laughs> <laughs> In, in the and the farmer in the dell the farmer in the dell uh, the dairy the farmer in the dell the cheese stands alone the cheese stands alone honky honky sticky cheese stands alone he was
0: so excited <laughs> <laughs> last week when he was on that was awesome uh, of course i kind of like you know like all right dude like come on <laughs> stop stalling. and uh i guess he What's told that? he told kate that, that i really wanted to sing farmer in the dell on the podcast so Oh, well now he has he successfully has done, done, done
1: that. Yeah, I did.
2: You're the bomb. I'm the
1: bomb in the deal. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's Avengers. <laughs> yeah. That's Batman and that's Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: those they are they're still the same.
1: And what's that picture?
0: Which one? What's Up there?
1: The, yeah, that's Star Wars.
0: That is actually Star Wars. Star. And, but Star Wars is as yeah. if they were a rock band.
2: But Wyatt, do you know what we're
0: talking about today? What are we talking about? Metallica.
1: Metallica. And that is Zelda. It
0: is. Uh, what? What's your favorite Metallica song?
1: Give a That's Did you laugh so hard at me?
2: I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because you're adorable.
0: Do you like Master of Puppets?
1: Master of Puppets.
0: How does and, that how, how does that one go? Do you do you remember?
1: Yeah.
0: It goes Master.
1: Master.
0: <laughs> oh my he, he just slapped his knee. Like he's laughing and slapped his knee. <laughs> it's
2: a knee slapper, isn't it, kid? You crack me up.
1: Yeah, I did.
2: Oh, silly goose! Are you stoked for okay. your baby brother?
0: Now you don't have to cackle so loud in the microphone. That's see, see, that's editing work. Yeah, that's
1: work that Daddy has to
0: do now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thank
1: you. And I have my basketball.
0: No, the basketball's not in here, boy. It's in the laundry room. It's over there. It's in the laundry room because it's getting a little flat. We got to put some air in it. Air in it. Mm-hmm.
1: And we have to get get it so big, like you can sit on it.
2: No. Hey Wyatt, can you say thanks for listening to the OGs
1: podcast? <laughs> thank no. you for listening the, to the OGs. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for talking to the podcast, Daddy.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Are you going night night now?
1: Yeah. Could I sleep with him?
0: No, you know? Enough bedtime
1: no, buddies. you
0: got enough bedtime buddies. You don't need to be uh, stealing any. Yeah. yeah, and that's Batman. Nope, nope.
1: That's
0: Squall Leonhart and, and Sephiroth. That's and, not Batman. Oh no,
1: up there.
0: <laughs> no, that's Sephiroth. That's not Batman.
1: Oh, bat, your tiny pop. Oh, oh,
0: my. I guess Batman is up there. Keen eye, Wyatt. Keen, Keen
1: eye, Daddy. Damn, he got you there. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: hey dude alright come here I love you it's time to go tonight hey and what are
1: those no I don't
0: care what those are it's time to stop stalling you I love you
1: I love you
0: I love you more than cheese
1: do you yeah good
0: love you bye oh my goodness You just all got to experience our bedtime routine. That's what I tell him every night, that's
2: and then amazing. that's kind of
0: how we do it. Uh, but now he's also made me augment it from just saying "like love you bye" to "love you bye." <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, got to do all kinds of weird voices yeah, for the when kiddos. When I got
0: this, I sent you a picture of it. It is the Creeping Death picture disc.
2: Fuck yes, it's one of the my favorite things that I've ever seen and the fact that you actually have one and I get to look at it is even cooler.
0: This is the second time I've ever taken it out of the packaging.
2: That's what she said.
0: Uh, <laughs> that way we can get a nice <clears throat> look at it. I've never played it. Man, I love it. I have never played it, never never will. The back it has... You've heard the songs? You know how it sounds. It has Creeping Death. It has Am I Evil and Blitzkrieg. Uh, as the other ones hey
2: speaking of am I evil I just want to mention Chris Jericho's new titantron video if you want to call it the titantron since it's not <laughs> anyways um, it has a thing that says am I evil and then it, it answers with yes I am and I was like oh my god that's awesome he got a little uh, little am I evil reference in there <laughs> me All too right. Was very clever. So the man. next
0: one again. I don't have all the vinyls. I need to get them. But I'm also like soft collecting. I'm not really going hardcore uh, as far as like I need to get them all right now. Because I mean, the Metallica vinyls are not hard to get. You can track them down, and they're mostly not too expensive. I actually did order Ride the Lightning when I got uh, when I ordered uh, Master. But or mm-hmm. yeah, when I ordered Master and Kill 'em All, I ordered Ride the Lightning because it was on Amazon for seven dollars. For the vinyl. Wow! And then uh, I got an email saying that they, they had accidentally sold out. Like, they had sold... They honored my, my order, and they didn't... The, the the system hadn't recognized that they had sold out because it went on sale. But Joe Grimes gave me this. Uh, and I can't remember exactly why. I, I, I let him borrow something, and he gave me the Black Album on vinyl.
2: On vinyl. And, Holy now, shit. of course,
0: this is going to be remixed... No, I'm sorry. Remastered soon. This is the next one, because they did justice. And I need to pick it up. I just haven't done it yet. But this was very important for me to get. Um, he got it. And uh, he only ever listened to the first uh, disc, vinyl, uh, whatever. He only ever listened to the first one. Which, you know, the last one on there is uh, tr- is Don't Trade On Me. So the, the second one was never played. But what I really like you know cuz i mean obviously i had i had the cd version so it's a bit different for the vinyl but like the inlay man that's awesome that one sheet is dope but i only have two more so all of you who cannot see this podcast don't have to worry anymore the only thing i don't like about this is that this is a this is a double vinyl set but both vinyls are in one single sleeve it's not a it's not a
2: Oh my god, so they're just rubbing uglies against uh, I mean, each other. I
0: mean, uh, well, they got, like, sheets and stuff in between them. But, but both of them oh. are fitting there. It's not a gatefold. But these other two are. And I told you about this the other day. Hell yeah. This is one of my favorite Metallica records. It is Death Magnetic. And,
2: uh... It came out in 2008, bro. That album is 11 years so, old. That's what, what the I fuck? just told
0: Kate, because when we got in the car to get in the mood for the show, I put spotify random the first song that pops up cyanide so and we were listening she was singing along with it and uh i told her i said that album is 11 years old it came out in 08 and she's like yeah hmm (laughs) like whoa so yeah this is a gatefold so it opens up with the you know members artwork and all that stuff and is there a sheet is there a sheet no, all, God, no! It's not. There is no other artwork and sheet because all the lyrics are on the inside of the gatefold.
2: Let me mention a fact you mentioned to me while we were uh, hanging out uh, before we saw the show that we saw the other night, uh, or you might have said it during the show. Actually, I think that Rob Trujillo has been the bass player of Metallica longer than Jason Newstead was. Jason. We're like at that point yeah, in life. Yeah,
0: Newstead was in there for fifteen years. He joined in in eighty six, right after Cliff's death, and uh, uh, of course he quit in uh, in two thousand one. So that's full fifteen. Well, Rob joined in the spring of 03, right? And uh, he, I think they played the first show. They did the San Quentin show, right? But yep. then the the first televised show was the was the the. The MTV Icon,
2: Fillmore, you know, I, yeah, oh, Icon, the icon.
0: yeah, and uh, that was in May of '03. So uh, you know, spring of '03. We are now in the the fall of '19. Sixteen years with Metallica as the longest tenured bass player. Uh, I mean, he is. A, I mean, Rob's family, dude. Rob's Rob's a much a member of this band as anybody. That's what I've always loved about them and how they brought him in. You know, you. you you could argue that maybe, you know, Jason was family, but also they kind of hazed him quite a bit. Hazed the shit out know, of him. They took out a lot of their frustrations out on him, and, and it's not fair. He was family, but also it was just like, you can't help but like think that like they just weren't mature enough, you know? So.
2: Well, and they were dealing with grief as they only really knew sure, how. Sure. They didn't go through therapy to deal with what they went through, so. They lashed out. I mean, it's not any, you know, excuse for them, mm-hmm. obviously. It's just the trials and tribulations they went through. And, you know, I think that uh, that had some play in Jason leaving as well. Um, yeah. He had some some leftover resentment from that I mean, time.
0: potentially. Uh, but I, I do know that, like, I just read recently that Jason Newstead, f- I mean, we, 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 we both know that he wanted to go do his Echo Brain project, uh, which was kind of you know, coming into them doing an album and them doing maybe like a tour or something. And he wanted to take that to the next level and do that. And James basically was like, "Yeah, no. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? You're in the biggest heavy metal band of all time. He goes, yeah, but like, I'm getting more of my creative freedom out here. He goes, you're in Metallica. No. It's like, and that sounds like a very dick thing James would do, and, and, and it was. And James acknowledges that, you know, he's like, he wasn't in the right, he wasn't in the right there. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, Jason says, you know, like he went to them and said that he wanted to take some time off. They did not. They mm-hmm. wanted to get ready for the next album and they needed to work on their issues. So they got their little therapist dude, right? Uh, Phil toll. And, uh, well, what happened? James ended up going to rehab and they were basically on a break for like a year, right? Right. Could have done echo brain. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, and that's what Jason said. He goes, he goes, the irony is, you know, if they would just have like you know listened or honored what I had, had asked to begin with, and we, because you know, he because he said that they all needed a break from each other. It's like we need to take a break, like like we need to let go and find ourselves and do our own thing, come back and we'll knock it out. It's like, but they didn't, and because they marched on that could have led to like James down spiral even more. I mean, I don't know. I'm just conjecturing, but bec- they needed that break. They needed, you know, James needed that, 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 that mental college that he went to to find himself, like he said. And, uh, you know, Jason could have had his thing and Lars did Lars battle Napster. Um, that's kind of what he dedicated. You know, uh, I, I, I think Kirk was peeing in, peeing into guitars and, and, uh, <laughs> getting into fashion. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> the last vinyl I have is the hardwired, uh, the two disc LP. And this doesn't have the extra bonus tracks or the live stuff there. So there's no, uh, Lords of Summer. There's no Ronnie Rising, which is, you know, but I, I got this at a record store down in, in Indy. And it's got a uh, lyric artwork. With that little mashup artwork that they do for their all their faces and whatnot, how they're all like melding into like one weird amalgamation of an in, uh, of an. Individual. You know how they do
2: that. Do you know how they do mm-hmm. that? Practical effect, bro. That's really James's face, okay, with the profile, yeah. and then they have a computer image that they've created of the mixture of the band's faces that they actually use a projector to project onto. Said person's face, so you're getting their real profile with the wrong face. That's cool. <clears throat> Very weird, but neat. Yes,
0: I'll be honest with you. It's probably my least favorite album cover. Uh, it it's boring. It, 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 Just it's, saying, it's artsy, and I get it. And I also understand that the artwork makes sense for some of the songs that are that are in here. You know, totally. Uh, with the idea of, like... Especially, like, when you, we were talking about, like, confusion. um, and, and PTSD. Now that we're dead. Moth into Flame. Things that are really cerebral that are going through someone's head. Also, interestingly enough, the vinyl cut of the album has a slightly different track listing than the CD. And I just remembered this.
2: Yeah, they put Halo on Fire... In a different position, right? And they put, was it confusion or something? They switched two songs mm-hmm. for the release because I think it just the time, yeah, worked all right. Out right.
0: So on the CD version, of course, it comes on two discs. It was there. It's you know, we basically got you know, uh, load and how load was going to be a two disc. We kind of got that. Well, I mean, and the length of some of these songs, it's not like <clears throat> there's nothing's eight minutes here but it definitely, some push, like, three of them push seven, so, like, we, we definitely have a couple of long ones here, but on the album, on the CD version, we have Hardwired Atlas Rise, Now That We're Dead, Moth Into Flame, Dream No More, and Halo on Fire closes it. Then on disc two, it's Confusion, Man Unkind, Here Comes Revenge, Am I Savage, Murder One, and Spit Out the Bone. What they've done here is that they've, they've switched Dream No More with Am I Savage. That's right. That's what so, they did. So track 5 on the vinyl is Am I Savage and then track 2 or I on the second disc whereas like track 3 on the second disc is here comes here comes revenge. So they've slotted in in between Confusion and Man I'm Kind is Dream No More. So it's a, it, it really confused me at first because like but I guess that happens when you're pressing vinyl and when you're doing stuff like that.
2: Yeah, you gotta adhere to the rules of time on that, yeah. you know. And they wanted to probably get the most bang for their buck without making it like a five disc
0: collector's <laughs> edition, you know. Oh, uh, dude, that uh, I remember. Okay, so you and me and Mason, and did Rob go?
2: Some kind Some of kind monster.
0: monster. So, I, so that's so that. That's where we're going next here in the story.
2: Also, Brian and Brian Dad. And Dad went. Uh, yeah, but give me give me thirty seconds before we get into this because I'm gonna run and go get my two Metallica vinyl because oh, they they fit into what okay, we were just yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Just give me. Th- I'm right. I'm right next to All it. Right. One second.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I really do want to like you know as I said I I need to get I need to get Justice. I need to get Ride. I need to get the loads, and then I need to get um. I mean, well, S and M and. Garage Inc. Uh, and then they also did the they reissued the uh, the original Garage Revisited, right? Like not that long ago. So uh, I need to get that. Longer than 30 and seconds. then I also.
2: Oh shit! Broke my fucking headphones. I was gonna say
0: like, don't break your albums. I won't
2: break the albums. Okay, can you I see can, me? Yes. Okay, so this was the first Metallica vinyl I ever had. The ride. Isn't that funny? (laughs) (laughs) It is the blackened reissue uh, with, as you know, uh, the awesome uh, little insert they have Mm here. On the back is all the information. There's like definitely an old school vibe to this album. It's definitely straight out of the fucking eighties. I love it. Uh, but interestingly, this is not my most treasured or gem or like what the fuck. Because I don't, I don't remember if I actually told you this story, and I feel like I did. But since we're on the podcast, I guess this is an opportunity to tell this to our listeners. <laughs> uh, we did a show April twentieth of this year for this guy. And he'd given us money or whatever. Uh, and I was looking through his like resale thing that he had. Because he had like this market set up as well as the show. And he had a bin of records. And the first of two records I saw. And the other one I didn't grab. And I'm still like, ugh. But this was a first pressing. And Justice for All original copy. You know, from the 80s. It's... Two discs with no love in between them, so they're all rubbed up against each other, blackened, definitely skips. But it's really cool to have it, and it's really cool too because I saved this little thing.
0: Nice.
2: So for the for the audience, it says nine new songs, over sixty five minutes of music, two record set, superior sound. Because if we put it on re- one record, it would sound like shit. <laughs> Direct metal mastering, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I have a, a huge love for Metallica. Uh, the other one that the guy had that again, I still kick myself that I didn't even think about offering was "Jump in the Fire" Oh, single. cool.
0: Oh man, I can't even believe I held it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So when I bought, um, when I bought the 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 "Creeping Death" single, a picture disc. That's when I bought uh, Hardwired, because uh, they had—I mean, they had some other stuff there—but like I saw that Creeping Death, and I'm like, I found Hardwired, you know, first, and I wanted it Cause I, cause, as I said, it, it's like it's—it's it's an awesome record. I—I I, I think it's great. And—and and then I want to own these records, but I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting rocking like on my toes, like I'm an idiot if I don't leave here with this Creeping Death single. I'm an idiot. Oh, totally. Like, you know, when will you ever right. see it again? Yeah. And like, I I I'm not that kind of guy. I don't like to hunt too much online for vinyls, even though you can through discogs. It's uh, everything like it, you're dealing with straight up sellers who sell music, and sometimes stores have their own discogs. I get an email once a day now for this one album that's on my watch list that this store has had on there, and nobody's buying it because it's seventy five dollars. What is A, it? Glorious Burden, Iced Earth. And uh, it, it is an Omega Music over in Ohio. It's the original 2004 issue. And, of course, you were there when I asked John straight up. I said, is that, is that going to get re-released? And he said, yes. But give it time. We don't know when. Could it be 20 years? I will wait that if it means I don't pay 75 to 100 bucks for it. I'm I can be patient. I'm I'm fine, but you like, know, when you when you make a wish list, I I actually went and I and I took certain albums off my wish list because I'm like I just don't care anymore because you because you have been reissued recently, aka like Mega Endgame or something like that. Um, but like, I actually want to see right here live on the shoe.
2: On the show, on our
0: show of shoes. Uh, so we have. Okay, so here's the thing: <laughs> Metallica releases releases a live digital recording of every show that they do, and you can actually absolutely you love can that actually catalog it. So here are all they have: two hundred and eighty six items on, you know, the discography for on, on discogs you have kill em all for megaforce records right the lightning for megaforce records and then that's when you get into the master puppets with the electra era and then you have different kinds of different versions you have cassettes you have um uh the the all the digital freaking shows that they've put up throughout the years not every single one obviously but I mean, crap, Ted, because I because I've been scrolling and I'm just now at the I'm just now at Lulu, <laughs> good old Lulu. Wow. Oh, the live the live in Antarctica set. Oh my gosh,
2: that'd be a cool one to have. Where everybody wore headphones for the show. Yeah.
0: Freeze them all. Did you uh, Did you ever see like what is the set list for that?
2: No. Creeping that. But if Trapped Under Ice is not the fucking third or fourth song that they play, I'm going to flip this table. We'll flip table. it because
0: they didn't play it at all.
2: What? How in the fuck do you play Antarctica? <laughs> and you have a song literally called Trapped Under Ice. It's from your second album, Ride the mm-hmm. Lightning. I think it's track uh, yeah. six. I got the album Uh, right here. I'll look just to confirm. It's actually five. My fault. Escape is six. And you don't play it? What are you thinking? That's a huge missed opportunity. Whoever put that set together failed. They failed this city. (sighs) Dying to live. Cry out.
0: You didn't play the song. (laughs) Yeah, so to protect the environment from noise pollution, the music was transmitted to headphones. That's so weird. That'd be such a weird fucking thing.
2: Well, and have you ever watched the video? Because the video of it is on YouTube, of the whole concert. You can watch people watch the show. You <laughs> watch people watch the and show. And it's... Well, and you obviously hear the <laughs> show, too. But they cut sometimes... They cut to, like, what it sounds like out of the headphones. And it's lots of drums and lots of ching 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 ching, ching, ching. you know, because all the effects are done within the amp, and the and then it's just sending the effect back out. There's no actual amplification.
0: You know, I would almost be tempted just to, just to to be there and not wear the headphones just to hear to hear that. They played "Creeping Death," for whom the bell tolls. Cool, sad but true. A 37 second bass solo.
2: Called Freezing My Ass Off? (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Welcome Home Sanitarium. Master of Puppets, One. Blackened. Kirk Solo. Nothing else matters. Enter Sandman and Seek and Destroy. Searching. Searching
2: for donuts. Seek and Destroy. Oh, let's talk about that. I have a story about searching for donuts. Brandon, I don't know if you even know, remember this story. You probably do. Hell, na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, so John Burt and I are hanging out, and he's at my house staying the night, and we're watching Some Kind of Monster. We finish Some Kind of Monster, and we go down the rabbit hole of the bonus features. And once we start, we literally have no self-control, and we watch everything that that DVD had to offer everything. So searching for donuts, banana, banana, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude, when Casey's opens, we should go get donuts. So Casey's opens, we get up, we roll over to the Casey's, get some fresh donuts. We leave there, I go, drive by my mom's house. As you know, it was like literally the next street. So as soon as she sees us, she waves us down. She's like, hey, uh, I got some stuff of yours. You want to take it? And I was like, sure, what is it? And she's like, it's this little TV and this tote. So I grab the tote. John grabs the TV. We go to leave my mom's house. Her old stairs are shanked and shitty, and they, like, are fucking all, like, warbly. And I miscalculated the step and almost broke my fucking ankle. The tote flew into the yard. I, like, screamed in pain. This was like only a couple days after I had rolled my other ankle playing basketball with flip-flops on like a dumb shit. Uh, so, yeah, needless to say, that was a painful experience. And thanks for Metallica's searching for donuts line for nearly breaking my fucking ankle. That's real. That really happened.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Searching for donuts. Donuts
2: weren't even that good.
0: na 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 Now,
2: hold on. You, you were wearing flip-flops? No. No. When I went to my mom's, I was just wearing shoes. shoes, And I stepped, and the step wasn't there. And I, like, went to make my next step. My foot wasn't all the way down, and I rolled my ankle. Throw the fucking tote into the yard full of shit, like trophies and awards and shit. It was like out of a movie and kind of, you know. (laughs) Um, But I was saying that I had wore flip-flops a few days prior and rolled my ankle playing basketball outside like a dumb shit. (sighs)
0: <sighs> well, because hey,
2: well, you know you shouldn't jump with flip flops on, because you can roll your fucking. And ankle. were you
0: wearing the old fishbone flip flops? You goddamn <laughs> right! I knew it. You goddamn right, dog. I knew it. You goddamn right. You got it. <laughs> well, the IGA specials, motherfuckers. Oh man, I remember we, uh, you know, as I said, Metallica was really, uh, really key to early band days, uh, and. I remember when we filmed uh, DXS Cribs and uh, we had the Kill Ride medley from Cunning Stunts playing in the background. And so it, during those moments where you could actually like, you know, like we, where we'd be walking through the house, you would hear it a little bit. And I remember there's a line in the Kill Ride medley where they're, where they're singing No Remorse and it's where he, where he sings the first verse, and he goes to sing the second verse, and he starts. Oh yeah, I fucked he, he it up. He starts singing the first verse again, and and he's and he can't remember the damn verse. So and he keeps going, and he just keeps laughing. <laughs> and then he yeah, then he ends it with Oh yeah, I fucked it up. War without it. War without it. Yep, I absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, no, we went and saw some kind of monster in theaters. And uh, we got there, as we said, it was, you know, Yumi, uh, Mason. Jason was unfortunately not with the band at this point, so uh, he was not there. Rob was, even though his tenure was pretty short-lived with the band. And um, your dad drove us. We all crammed into the, to the car somehow. Uh, and uh, Insanity. Right? Now, did... Brian and Mason met us there, right? Correct. So this was at the Lafayette theater. It was at Eastside nine or it might've been Eastside 10 at that point. And then they turned it back to a nine and then they turned it back into a 10 with an IMAX. But I remember we were there and there were some kids in front of us. And when the movie was over, they were gone. (laughs) And I don't remember them leaving. I don't remember at all anybody leaving. But other people that were there were not there. We were the only ones left. We stuck it out. And it, it, that was definitely an experience. I thought that was the coolest thing. And uh, because it, I mean, I had seen, of course, we had seen Cunning Stunts. Uh, at that point, I had not seen a year and a half in the life of, which I think that's like one of the cooler like documentary stuff that they've ever done. Uh, but one thing that some kind of monster did is that really tore down the walls, uh, to sh- and they were exposed. <laughs> uh, literally, oh, yeah. I mean, like heart and soul, dude. They were exposed. I mean, like what? What I really like about it is that there's a one point in the documentary where they actually talk about maybe they should stop making the documentary, um, because of how it was kind of making James uncomfortable with his new position in life. And he was just like, I, I, this is overwhelming. Like, (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm ready for this or just ready to, because he was, uh, well, the one thing that James always struggled with, with as far as anything Metallica goes, is the persona of James Hetfield. And uh, the fact that when he does anything Metallica oriented, uh, there's a, there's a version of James that he's comfortable with the world seeing. And this was the first time after rehab that, you know, he's rebuilding who he is. He's refocusing his life, and he's vulnerable, and that's uncomfortable for him. And he's scared. He's scared that people are going to think of him a, probably like a pussy or uh, think of him as less. He's not Hetfield anymore. But really, when you humanize somebody like who is like um, a metal, you know, uh, you know, stalwart, a fucking god a metal god like he is to, to make it seem like dude he's just like us. He's no different. And uh, what I really like is that I really hope that that has really helped him uh because from every time that I I from everything that I've heard like he is he is super cool with people if you see him out in public but but, but you know if he's with his family don't don't hound him. You know he did like he doesn't really like that but you know if you see him don't be afraid to say hi don't be don't be afraid to go up to him and shake his hand and and the thing is is that he gets it you know he is who he is and he's in the, one of the biggest bands of all time and people are going to be in awe but he, he's going to ask you more questions than you do him because he wants to know who you are really- he wants to know what you do he wants to know you know you know like you know who I am you like you, there's nothing more that I can do to answer like you, you probably already know everything anyway, so like and 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 he does that, and i really i I can't speak for James, but maybe that part of that some kind of monster <clears throat> documentary really helped turn down that tear down that wall for him and help him be more comfortable with who he is as a person around the fans
2: totally, and it was a you know an eye opening documentary you have like two different people vying to be the fourth and or fifth member of Metallica in this time where you've got. Uh, Bob Rock trying to be the man, and you got Phil trying to fucking take over as Metallica's like <laughs> head honcho lord. Oh, man. He's like producing the song, Yell Fuck Louder. And Lars is like, Fuck! You know? Um, well, I, it, that was an awesome experience seeing some kind of monster with you guys there. There's though.
0: that moment where like he leans forward with like lyric suggestions, and you just see how Kirk is just so furious. He is just like, this son of a bitch. Who does he think he is? And did you ever watch the movie with the commentary on?
2: Oh, I've seen it every way you okay. can see it. Okay, yeah. because
0: that made me laugh. Because Kirk mentions that he goes, he goes, oh, I think this is the scene. He goes, he goes like, I remember this. It's like he did that, and I was so pissed. And then there's and they're waiting, and then they it's like, and then they it cuts to, to to Kirk sitting there, eyes forward, pissed, and they all just die laughing. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> oh man uh, I don't know though it's it's interesting because and I think I asked you this too is do you think in 99 they had m- theaters that played Symphony of Metallica and I don't think the answer is yes but that were in 2019 it's the 20th anniversary of Symphony of Metallica and you and I got to together go see Symphony of Metallica 2 recently mm was amazing to say the least uh it was your idea and on your dollar which i was very grateful for and uh that was honestly one of the coolest things i've i've done nothing but talk about it since i left wednesday night to every person i know i even talked to the cop that fucking pulled me over (laughs) did you did you really it was really good you have to see it yeah dude it was that was a really crazy thing, man, to get pulled over for having a a, a tail light out. That I as soon as I hit the fucking thing, like the fons, it turned right back on. I'm like, you cock-sucking bastard, pull me over for no reason, you know? But the cop's like, where are you going? And I was like, to lol, And he's like, where are you coming from? And I was like, Lafayette. I just saw Symphony of Metallica too. It was awesome. <laughs> here's my stuff, you know. Hand him the license and registration and shit. Okay, well, here's a warning. Just wanted you to know the taillight's out. You need to get that fixed. I was like, well, if you hit it, it'll probably fix itself right now. I was like, it's got a problem. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know? He <laughs> sent me on my way. It was you know the craziest thing. But yeah, no, man. Like, having... There are moments, and, and to briefly just touch on the things that most stood out to me from Symphony of Metallica 2, not only was it an array of the new different songs they did and including songs that maybe really deserve to have a shine like outlaw Mm. torn uh, sticks out to me as like a that song finally getting the symphony treatment was absolutely spectacular but then there's the you know unforgiven three moment that's really metallica in a whole different light man and 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 turned to a different dynamic and and i think i even said it to you it's like I'm not going to lie, that could drive a person into rehab, you know, like or needing to get help because like there's so much stress. You're I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, like James literally does Unforgiven 3 with just singing with the orchestra backing mm-hmm. him. He's literally a vocal soloist with orchestra. That's amazing. It, it you know, and powerful. I think the last time the it was very powerful and to, and even think about the lyrics of tho- that song and what he was leading up to be going through anyways, it's almost kind of a tell, you know? And he sings it so flawlessly. Of all the little tiny tweaks that James had throughout the night that were, you know, typical now James style, he was so on for Unforgiven 3, it wasn't even funny. And Brando, I need to get your reaction because it meant probably of all the things they did at Symphony of Metallic, I didn't know they were going to do this, but it meant the most to me. The uh the the, the Cliff bass solo tribute, dude,
0: that was fucking awesome. That was honest, like you know I, you already mentioned uh Unforgiven three, you know like a really like underappreciated track, like it, it you know it, that is it as good as the other? Two? I, I I'm not even gonna go into that. That song is powerful, and for anybody like just tries to compare it to the other two. Don't think about it as like, oh, this is a sequel. Think about it like that Unforgiven you know, 3 is the next ch- chapter of James' life. It, it was that chapter of, of him going to rehab and rebuilding his life and his family. That's that chapter. And then the, the, this, this illusion of who he was and ch- always chasing this never-ending rainbow with Metallica and just not appreciating what he had. That's powerful. And that with the symphony is powerful. That one uh, celloist who on, a, on, on an electric cello with a wah and distortion pedal played Anesthesia Pulling Teeth.
2: Masterfully, mind you. Oh, it was amazing. It sounded like, I mean, it, it had its own different flair. Don't, I don't want people to get cross with me and go, well, it didn't sound exactly like Cliff. No, but goddamn, if Cliff would have had a bow instead of a pick, that's what it would
0: have sounded like. Oh, man. It was awesome, and it was inspired. Dude, uh, that's a highlight. And then, of course, you know, right at the right moment, because he, you know, he's up there by himself doing his thing. He's into it. You and he, I remember you like looked at me like someone's a Metallica fan, and uh, I'm like, yeah. And then, right at the right moment, here comes Lars right during that part, during when when the drums come in, and they're just you know, you know, Cliff is just going nuts on the damn thing, and then he was going nuts too, and it was a moment. Um. Yeah. So, S&M 2 as a whole, you know, as you said, like, there was, uh, they did, you know, two songs from Death Magnetic, they did Unforgiven 3, like we said, they did Day That Never Comes, which is awesome. Uh, I thought it was masterfully done. Then you had three songs from Death Magnetic, you had Confusion, you had Moth Into Flame, and Halo on Fire, which I thought Halo on Fire was awesome.
2: Um, I mean, that's one of my
0: favorite songs from that record in general, but... You know, hearing that with the symphony, yeah. You know, and then Confusion was awesome because that song, that's kind of an underappreciated gem from from that album. It's like, it doesn't get talked about a lot. It's not Spit Out the Bone. It's not Moth of the Flame. It's not Halo. It's not uh, Now That We're Dead. But Confusion just... Or dreaming, dreaming no, no More. Yeah, no, but Confusion just kind of like, it's kind of hidden in there as far as like just this little like nugget of chunkiness. And, uh, you know, in a way, Confusion was kind of like... You know, like, like just like how like minus human was like the like the like the chunkiness, or like uh, Sabbath True is the chunkiness for like you know for the original S and M. This confusion was that chunkiness for this S and M two. They did ten songs from the original. What they did, uh, Call Cthulhu. They did For Whom the Bell Tolls. Uh, Memory, uh, Memory Remains. One, One, Sandman. They did Outlaw Torn. They did. Um, uh do 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 the, see I'm on I'm on seven. Master of puppets Nelly no Clover Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And I think that's it. If I miss someone it then I miss someone but they it it was a good mix of just different you know like stuff that they did before cuz you have to do that man you have to go back and you have to touch them the songs that were done the first time uh just in almost an honor in honor of uh, you know of what they accomplished with Michael Kamen even though the, all the songs were from what i understand kind of relooked at and maybe rearranged a little bit uh and, and 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 that's definitely like you know a big plus because then you know there were aspects i've heard a lot of the original songs so many times that when I hear them again and, and, I, and I hear something that's like just a little bit different, I'm like, Hey, 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 that's different. But it's like, you changed that, but it, <laughs> but it wasn't like a super, like a uh, big difference. It was more of just like minor, like aesthetic, if you will. Like, you know uh, what, what I really like about what they did with the S the original and with the new one uh, is that, you know, they accentuate the band by playing along with them when it's needed, but when other parts are there, they play around them and they just make the make the movements even bigger. And on that note, it's like, especially when you have songs like "Call Cthulhu," you know, you have songs uh, like
2: "Loving that love that they opened with that like mm-hmm. they did uh, S and M one. Yeah. You know, it really sets the mood.
0: Yeah, and also also <clears throat> for this one, uh, they had uh, two songs. That were uh, that were uh, symphonic covers.
2: Yes, and
0: uh, I, I believe it was
2: one was free of Metallica. No one in Metallica did it. They would just had the orchestra mm-hmm. showing off, kind of where the roots of metal kind of got their their ears. Train of Our Existence showing up in the final minutes of our season finale. Yeah, here. and then
0: the last one they did, or, or the other one they did was a it was a cover of. Uh, uh alexandra mazaloff and it was iron foundry and then metallica played with them on that and that was really cool um that was fucking awesome but uh really quick here nate before we get out of here sure all right sure. we're gonna look we're, we're, we're gonna talk sales album sales okay what is the highest Break what is down. the highest selling metallica album
2: black album all easy. right
0: what's those numbers do you know do do you, do you know a total
2: Oh god, it's went double platinum at least, maybe triple platinum, I'll say
0: 50 mil. Okay, so what we have is that well, we have an equivalent. So there's a, the original album, then there's compilation, then there's physical singles, there's downloads, and then there's streaming. <laughs> so, okay. Of the original album sales like CD, you go out and buy the CD today. 30 million. Okay. And the U.S. that has 17 million of those.
2: Just over Mm -hmm. half.
0: So, from there, it's all downhill. (laughs) It It is literally all downhill. And the next one, I. It's crazy though, because I think
2: every Metallica album since the Black album has been a number one at release.
0: Yes, but you also gotta remember that there's a there's also a live album, a live album in there, a cover album in there, and, uh, and 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 the like. But Justice is the next most selling, with fifty with fifteen point eight million. That oh oh that was thirty point seven million by the way. But so this is fifteen point eight, and then the next one down. I'm looking around now, hopping. Is Master of Puppets with
2: 13.9. Okay, not that big of a drop from Justice, but still.
0: The next one, Ride the Lightning with 11.7. The next one, Load with 11.4. The one after that, now I got to start paying closer attention to the numbers. <laughs> Getting closer. Reload eight point nine million, and then kill them all okay. with eight with eight point five. Sure. Then, well, this has got a lot easier. Um, <laughs> a garage ink with six point four. Death magnetic with five point three. Youch. Saint anger with five. Okay, and last is hardwired to self-destruct with three point one.
2: But a lot of that is transferred now to digital and otherwise yep. because of the era. So you can tell how it changed and shifted through the eras, actually, mm-hmm. kind of in a lot of ways oh, too. Yeah. Now, so,
0: if you want to look at yeah. like just um, U.S. sales, like for example, um, they declined throughout the years. You know, yeah. seventeen as I said for black. 5.4 for Load, 4.4 for Reload, 3.3, 2 million for St. Anger, 2.1 million for Death Magnetic, and then 1.2 million for Hardwired. Um, Damn. So like, as you said, things have changed. They've, you know, all have kind of went to streaming, di- you know, digital sales. But there's one last thing that I want to talk about. And that are that is their Grammy Awards. They actually have more Grammy Awards than what I thought. Okay. So the first one, uh, now remember, their, their their first nomination, they actually lost to Jethro Tull, uh, which was like, one, it was like, what the hell? And two, they're not metal. So in 1990, they won their very first Grammy for Best Metal Performance for the song One. Actually knew that. Yeah. Okay, 90 91 they won a, a, a second year in a row for best metal performance for Stone Cold Crazy. Uh 92 they won for best metal performance for Metallica. So I I assume they just nominated the entire Black album. <laughs> 90 <laughs> awesome. 99. This is weird. Okay, 99 is a weird one. Are, are you ready for this one? Okay. They nominated uh, Better Than You and they won and then they won for Whiskey in the Jar 2000 Awesome Call Cthulhu oh one, oh four, 04 St. Anger 09 they won 2 Performance for My Apocalypse and Best Recording Package with Death Magnetic but Nate um, Metallica has had a profound impact on my life I can't wait for what's next Same uh, They just announced some US uh, dates for uh, uh, festivals next year. They announced some other uh, other dates as well as plans to do a new album bef- new uh, you know sooner rather than later. Hammett, whose phone got lost in the last cycle, so he had no material on the last album, said, he's got a ton of material. I've overcompensated. I'm ready to go anytime. So hopefully oh, yeah. with that, James will have to have so many riffs. I'm sure he's got... I mean, James, James is a riffmeister, so... It is what it is. Man. Yeah, thank you friend. so much for joining me here on the episode. It's been a it's been a great time, dude. Uh I can't wait to talk to you again on the OGs. Who, you, know. I, w- I want to thank each and every one of you guys who's ever listened to this show and listened to me and Nate all through our journey into podcasting. Haha.
2: <laughs> hey, that's a podcastrophy episode 1 Easter yeah, something like
0: that. But uh yeah, no Nate. Thank you so much for doing the show with me. I've had so much fun this year, man
2: brother same i cannot wait i know this isn't really the end of season one because we're not going to do that we're just taking a pause but in the pause it's going to be hard not to uh want to just get in the saddle and do these episodes but uh once we get back in the saddle it's going to be a great time i can't wait for what's to come absolutely
0: dude but nate uh until next time guys check out journey to comics uh network on all the podcast platforms just search them journey just journey Journey comics they come up man they're everywhere. They're great. They're fantastic. But you can also check them out on their socials and uh, check out all the podcasts on, on their socials. A lot of the podcasts have social medias. Go check out the big list of all the podcasts that are available on the network. Go, go check out all that stuff. Maybe next year we'll make some social networking of our own and we'll actually, hey. we'll actually take that into consideration and start posting stuff on there on a weekly basis. Who knows? But Nate, once again, thank you for joining me for these episodes. I can't wait for next year until next year. Nate, I've been Brando.
2: I've been Nate. We are the OGs. See you guys later.